0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of the Levicity Show. Today we got a special guest. Hi. Miss Natalie in the building. How's everything?
1: Everything's great. Thank you for having me.
0: How's your, how's your Christmas?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you already started. <laughs> no, Christmas, you know what I've been feeling? I feel like Christmas, lately as an adult, it just sucks. No one's in the Christmas spirit. Everybody's grumpy. Everyone's broke. Everyone's stressed that they have to buy gifts for all these people. I think a lot of it is very performative. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is like, oh, just because this person is coming over to the house to celebrate, you have to buy them a gift. And it's like, I don't speak to this person all year. They don't check for me. I don't check for them. No. No. The answer is no. So I feel like a lot of boundaries had to be formed this holiday. And it was just a lot.
0: So, yeah. i respect That's, it yeah uh, how uh your
2: christmas oh oh yeah uh well my christmas was my, <laughs> oh, yeah. my christmas was interesting uh my family decided to do the uh hot ones challenge um if you're if you ever seen it on youtube like the the wings the first we feast where the the guy like asks celebrities oh, questions yes. while eating wings i
1: love that show yes it's so, good. so
2: my brother decided to buy the um by the actual gauntlet of hot sauces and we he asked us questions while we were that is eating so the wings awesome. and we did all of them even the bomb beyond it it was I didn't make it really? I, I stopped after the bomb I did couldn't it did you guys have
1: like the drink like the milk the beer whatever they else like did so it they w- cool down the space? Yes, okay. we did,
2: but it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help at all. So that was that was interesting. Um and and yeah, so I feel like it went well. That's fine. Yeah. That That's was good. good.
1: How about you? And you. How was your
0: <laughs> Christmas? Um my my Christmas, I work. Okay. So Oof. this year I've worked pretty much every holiday. Oh, you're fine.
2: Okay. Start military. I don't, I don't life.
3: Do you get like an extra day of like special paths or something?
0: Yeah, we got an extra day. Off. Yeah. Okay. So, that's nice. That's why I don't go back to work till like the 6th or 7th. Okay. So, you know, I that's ain't complaining. I'll take it.
3: That's a good
1: time. And this
0: was the first year I did buy anybody gifts. I was selfish this year.
3: Yeah, period. See, you have to so. be sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Good for you. Taking yeah. <laughs> a stand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
3: <laughs> no, yo, that should be stressful.
0: So, but yeah, yeah. How was your Christmas?
3: My Christmas was great. Oh. I, got, I got a lot of gifts. Yeah. I love gifts. I love gift giving, and I love giving gifts. Gifts, speaking of, I saw a video. I saw a video of, you, of you on gifts. TikTok. Oh, my God. I was so excited. Oh, my God. I was so excited, and it was not just because... So, like, one of my battles, we did um a, a Secret Santa, right? But I, like, love gifts, no matter what it is. So, he got me, like, a set of um this lotion, this spray, and... From Bath and Body Works. Yeah. But not only did he get me the big set, he got me the small set. Oh. And the small set for the gym.
1: Oh, how nice.
3: Exactly. So I was, like, screaming because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I could use the small one for the gym and the big one for the office or for yeah. the house. So I was super hyped. Like, it's the little things. It's the, literally it really the is. little little things. But yeah. I love Christmas. This year was very good. Yeah. I got a lot of gifts. That's why I was the most happy. That's, Good for you. That, <laughs> Good that's for
2: interesting because it seems like as we get older, we lose that Christmas spirit that's because true. instead of receiving the gifts, You're, we have to give them. Maybe, so maybe that's
3: like, what it is. No, but Am you know what you have to ass? do? Like, no. You know what you have to do? And I don't know if this is like bad, but I had to do this. as starting like four or five years ago. I have to like speak to you to see if you're going to get me a gift so I can get you a gift. Mm. Because there was one year that there was a couple of years in a row that I will get people gifts. And it wasn't about the gift. It was the fact that it's like, damn, you don't think about me in the way that I think about you. And it would be family and like friends. So now it's, are we getting each other a gift? If so, tell me three things that you want. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you three things that I want. I'll get you one of the three. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm. But you
1: see, even with that, I hate that because it's like, I feel you. But it's also, like, it takes the the fun out of it. Like, I should be giving you a gift because <laughs> I care for you, you care for me, whatever. But even then, like, if we're supposed to just focus on, like, are you guys Catholic? No. No. No? But, like, so how do you think of Christmas in your mind? Like, do you consider that birth of Jesus or no, it's just, like, a, a regular... Yeah, like it's it's a, a,
2: holiday a regular holiday. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay, when it really could be a holiday just where we get together and enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. And that's it, if that's the case. Because what does me buying a gift have to do with like me showing you I love you or care for you when I'm there for you all the other days of the year? That's, so that's how I look at it, too. Yeah, what
0: that is that hype, though? I want it's like, my, it's like my, my gifts day. for Christmas. <laughs> no, Valentine's and day. Valentine's Day. Oof. Oh, no. <laughs> y'all, y'all want her oh, <laughs> I want my no. Gifts. Oh, no. They, ain't no, no not, they know nothing. It, not it sound talk. like your love language is gift-given.
3: I do. I do. I had to, realize- <laughs> to realize that because my, I think my first one is gift giving. And then my second one is like quality time. And my third one is physical touch. So I had to come into like gifts. Cause I used to try to be like, no, no, no. Like, I don't like, I love gifts. I don't care like how yeah, don't how that. much it like is gifts, or like, it. even if it's $5 or like $10, I love me some gifts. So yeah. Hmm. Give me, please.
2: That's Okay. <laughs>
0: So uh <laughs> Natalie, can you uh tell us a little bit about it yourself? I know you have a podcast. You guys actually have a podcast together.
3: Uh
1: we co host on each other's podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The
0: girls account and at least favorite, the right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. So uh can you tell us like a backstory, like your origin story? who is natalie holy shit i don't
1: know who i am no um okay so i was born in the bronx i'm dominican and puerto rican um my i have an older sister my parents are very old school so i was raised very like traditional strict kind of always in the house not really doing much Mm. um and so i always felt like i had a (laughs) lot of thoughts but i didn't really have people mostly the people around me were adults And even like my friends, I didn't really feel like I was having like deep connections with them Um, or having like conversations that were other than like celebrity gossip and like bullshit. So I feel like I went my whole life being like having a lot of friends, but like not many people that I could trust, not many people I felt comfortable around. And I feel like when I went to grad school, I was like in a weird space of like having all these things that I wanted to just get off my chest And feeling like I had value to bring, but I didn't know in what way. You know what I mean? So I think, like, that's always been my life, and I've always been very dedicated to, like, personal development, personal growth. Mm -hmm. So I started, like, reading a lot of books on, like, how to change your mindset, how to change your attitude, Um, even, like, your triggers, your traumas, why you show up in relationships the way you show up, why you are the way you are, think the way you think. And so... Even having those conversations with people, people don't sit and reflect on those things at all. Like, at all. You'd be surprised. It's like, well, how do you not question why you are the way you are? Mm. So, like, I think that kind of led to, like, the podcast and creating it. I just wanted a space where I could see if, like, is it me? Am I bugging? Why am I the way I am? Do you think the same that I do? And then, like, how can we give each other grace on that? How can we, like, express how we feel about things or, like, own up to the mistakes that we've made without like judging each other too harshly or being negative about it. Like there's always an opportunity to grow and learn from it. And yeah, that's really like my whole mission in life, honestly. So that's me. Oh shit. <laughs> that was me. so hurtful. I almost <laughs> cried. <laughs> yeah. Strong. How that's was
0: strong. how was setting up the podcast? Ugh.
1: I'm about to be like, girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so Setting up was crazy. I started the podcast with one of my friends, Denzel. So me and him were kind of on the same mindset with, like, having those conversations. And um, we bought, like, some, like, equipment, but we didn't know how to use it. And at the time, I was um, broken up with someone, but he actually helped me get it started. So he actually helped me, um, like, record it, edit it. Till this day, he's still my cameraman, my photographer. Like, we're really good friends in business. And, you know, starting it was tough. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I don't even think I really understood what podcasting was. Can you guys say that you knew what podcasting was before you started it? Were you listening to podcasts?
0: Honestly, I wasn't. I was.
1: Which ones were you, like?
0: But I was listening to, like, uh, Joe Rogan. Ah, um, yes.
1: That's a good one to listen to. Cause that's, that's like, there. the
0: default. You know, I heard Yeah, you I mean, I'm Joe a Joe
1: Rogan, Budden you know. girl, not Joe Rogan. I'm <laughs> a
0: Joe Budden girl. But,
1: um, but yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, like that's Lewis Holes and stuff like okay. that, but...
1: Yeah. So I didn't really understand what podcasting was. And it was just like, I just want to sit and get shit off. If I get two views or a thousand views, I don't care. I just want to be able to like impact someone. I want someone to take something away from what I'm saying. And um, it was rough. And then I ended up, you know, the person I was working with, he no longer wanted to do it. He felt like he didn't have a passion for podcasting anymore. And I had to continue it on on my own. And that's when I realized, oh, this is something I really want to do because someone just quit on me. And now I'm trying to figure it out without him. And I started it with him. And that's how I think when you get tested in that journey, you kind of realize, oh, no, this is important to me. I do want to continue doing this. And I just started finding ways. I started having guests on. Um, I started meeting people like Yaya. And it's like, fuck it. Let's do this shit together. And I'm going to figure it out as I go because this is what I want to do.
0: So I've listened to uh, some of your episodes. I like them. So have With I. Giggles. So, <laughs> that No, so because I, nah, I like the raw honesty in your show.
1: Yeah. I
0: really do. Uh, my question is, what was it like recording the first episode?
1: Awkward as fuck. Oh, my God. It was so bad. We had very limited equipment. So we had, like, one good camera. And then we had a webcam on a laptop that we were recording from. And our mics were staticky as fuck. We didn't know shit about audio. And then recording it, we kind of were just winging it. Like, we started talking about, I don't even remember. And honestly, watching the first episode was so cringy to this day. (laughs) But it's so dope to, like, and you guys are going to have that, too, as you continue. Like, to go from episode one, and now I'm at episode, like, 134. That growth. Mm -hmm. And how much more confident and secure in, like, my opinions I am. And it's just lit. But the first episode was awkward. And it was just weird joke. Like, you know, it's just weird. You're trying to figure this shit out. You got cameras in your face. It's like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this? Like, who cares about what we have to say? Um, but yeah, fuck it.
2: Was, was there, like, drinking involved? Like,
1: Absolutely. In the first there was episode? hookah. <laughs> there was alcohol. We got drunk on many episodes. Um, and it was a good time. It was good.
0: So you started off with the video, too?
1: yes. Oh, shit. Episode one has a video. We oh. were on it. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, it's gonna be right. Right. And this is how I want it to be.
0: Yeah, we were slacking.
2: Yeah, we were slacking. I mean, we had the alcohol and everything like that, and we were just honestly. I listened to our first episode, and I'm like, Oof. cringy, right? It's just when like, do you Oof. do
3: your? When do you guys do your first episode?
2: Shit. Was it? Was it like
0: like pre COVID? I think it was like 2019 2020
2: maybe. Yeah, like around that time and it was there was no like camera, it was just like mics. 2021.
0: 2021. 2021? Yeah, okay. Just like I had Mike's moved to Brooklyn already.
2: Talking and <clears throat> at that time we were just we were just like more so venting just talking about stuff. It was more predominantly like relationship oriented <laughs> back then, mm-hmm. but uh which is what we're going to be talking about today mostly, but Wow. Just like think, <laughs> just like thinking back on it because, because my girlfriend, uh she
1: Shout out to her. Shout yeah. out to her. <laughs> yeah. Love it when, night.
2: when she when she heard that I was doing podcasts and I told her about it, she went back to the first one. Not, not the one that I was currently she said doing. I'm
3: about to find out.
2: And we'll I was toxic. I was single back then. So single Daryl had different perspectives than relationship oh Daryl.
1: I feel that so much.
2: And uh so she had a lot of questions. I feel like she learned more about me by listening to the podcast than me actually talking to her about myself, which is which is kind of interesting, you know. And so I had a lot of explaining to do, but ultimately she she understood. So it
1: was kind of interesting, but also yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it's <they> like, <laughs> Interesting it. is that word people use when they really want to say some mm-hmm. other shit. But yeah, that's cool.
0: So you know, I I gotta. Well, you're in a relationship. You know. Oh, thank you for making a second episode. Oh yes, yes. Thank she's you to his girlfriend too. Th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> God, I appreciate come, you. Right. <laughs> but you're in a relationship.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Are you in a relationship? I am. Okay, so I'm the only single person here. So mm. now I got a question for shame. all three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Twenty-four.
2: That I wasn't shame. No shame. Oh shame. Shame in you. Yeah.
3: Shaming him
1: for
2: Happy being single, and
3: single.
0: that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but I got a question for all three.
3: Because
0: mm-hmm. all three of you are on a social media platform. How has that impacted your relationship? Social media?
3: Natalie first.
1: Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Natalie first. Well, I think my relationship is a little bit different because my um, my boyfriend also creates content. Mm-hmm. So he understands, I feel, a lot of things that most men wouldn't. And maybe not. I don't know. But like, I think when you're in a space where like you have to record with other men or you have to be at certain events because you're trying to network with people or like even me, I host pop up shop events. So even like hosting events and having to talk to a lot of people and just be there, a lot of men wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I truly feel that. Mm. I think they would be a little insecure about it or like questioning certain things. So with him, it's, like, he gets it. Like, if someone DMs me because I posted something and it's a guy and wants to talk about it, he doesn't get upset. Like, he knows I have to engage in some way. Or, like, even when I have to talk to people or call certain people or be in places like this recording with people I just met, he has to—he understands. And I have to understand, you know, too. I think—so um, with that, it's it's been good. But I will say, like, I don't—I've had people that I've dated— who immediately just couldn't deal with it mm. it just wasn't for them they didn't really get it they didn't really support it i can't be with someone who doesn't understand what i do or has some type of support for mm. me and what i'm doing um so yeah but it's been good you know we have our little things here and there like why did you post that like why would you say that take
3: that off i don't like that
1: <laughs> like we have them or those moments it's just it is what it is
3: mm.
1: and that's that's my experience
3: are you picking the podcast or your partner What? Because you said it last week.
1: Wait, 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 wait. I want to know how you feel today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. no, that's I love you, but I had to no, of course. And that's a question that I feel like you should even have. And when you first start dating someone, like, listen, this is important to me. So I'm not like you have to know your place. If I have to pick between this, if you're gonna even put me in a position that I have to pick, I'm gonna pick the podcast. -hmm. I just am. Maybe down the line it'll be different. Who knows? Like, if I had kids, maybe my answer would be different. Like, if Mm -hmm. we have a family, if I'm married, whatever. But as of right now, it's the podcast. Mm.
3: That's it. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. But don't leave me out. What
1: about you?
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Okay.
3: Um, I think when it comes to like recording certain things, like, With YouTube, my partner is, like, very supportive of the things that I post. You know, he's, like, there with my tripod and everything, like, ready to go. But with the podcast, there's certain—I feel like when I started the podcast, I was in a very, like, toxic place trying to, like, figure myself out. And I did say a lot of things. And I don't know, like, will the internet keep that if I delete it? Probably somebody
2: has it. Yeah, it's on there.
3: Yeah, I've said a lot of things. And it's kind of made me more mindful of the things that I do say because when I first met you, I made the comment about cheating first. Mm. And then unfortunately, like, I got cheated on first because I didn't. So it's just certain things. Like that, that I'm like more mindful of what I say and what I do. But when it comes to me recording certain episodes with people, like with you, I'm full throttle. Like I'm not going to filter what I say. If you don't like it, then I'm sorry. Mm. You don't have to like be around me or listen to my episodes. But with social media, I feel like being in a relationship, like I've toned down posting certain things just to be respectful, like to my partner. Just because I wouldn't want it done to me. But if I was single, like I don't. Really care, Oh, girl, I'm absolutely. Saying. Like, Single, I'm outside. I'm not thinking about shit. I'm still outside, but I'm inside, if that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> what what was, was this uh, cheating first comment? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, nah, you had
3: to. Was talk my, about that it. was to me. That was to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You, you made the comment. <laughs> right. What was it?
3: So, um,. I was basically trying to, with the Girls Encounter, I had, like, a time frame where it was, like, a flop of, like, me not having guests on my episode. This was after we recorded our last episode before I moved out. And I just wanted to do, like, solo um, content. And it would be, like, reels for the Girls Encounter because my reels were going crazy on the podcast episode. I guess when you have a new Instagram and you post reels, like, it gets a lot more traction. So, I said something like, oh, before, I would always cheat first before I got cheated on so I wouldn't feel as heavy if the person did cheat on me. But then that backfired. Because when I decided not to do that and I decided to step into my soft girl life, it got done to me. Mm. I feel like I should have maybe still kept that energy, but I was changing. <laughs> so, it doesn't matter. Like, I feel like I've, I'm, I've learned a lot. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. uh if you had to pick between your relationship and a podcast, would you pick it? You can't. You can't throw your run uh, under the bus, right. so and you're not answering. Uh. <laughs>
3: Let's hear. <laughs> Do <tell. laughs> So honestly, with me, it's very different. Um, I think I would pick my relationship just because of the how my relationship is. Like, I also have a daughter; she's nine years old now, and I feel like we're very like home oriented and. I'm not as consistent with the podcast Mm. as I should be. So it wouldn't be like a loss for me because I still do YouTube. I still do Instagram. I still have my businesses. So I have like many other things that I could fall on. So if it were to come to that, I would pick like my relationship. You see, I
1: don't have that. And Mm. that's why I love about Yaya because she does a lot. But all I have is my baby, which is the podcast. I mean, yeah, the pop-up shops, but that's like an extension again of the podcast. Right. So it was like this is no, sorry. <laughs>
0: Absolutely like, no, not.
1: Absolutely not.
0: I respect it. How
1: about you? You didn't answer. Well, you're not in a what? relationship. Yeah, I'm not in a but a relationship. what if you got into one with like a girl that you're madly in love with? Family, <laughs> kids, marriage.
0: <laughs> I I can't even picture that. Really? Yeah, I can't. Okay. Wow. I, I can't. Can you wow. just use your imagination? out, huh? The pod, right. If I was to use my imagination, I know me and I would pick the podcast. Yeah.
1: Also, I do want to say, because I feel like it would be a fair point to mention, I think it is also different for women sometimes when you have your career, because a lot of times women are expected to give up their passions to stay home with the kids, if like family mm-hmm. is what you decide to build. A lot more women might end up sacrificing their passions and all their businesses because... Their husbands need them at home while they go out and work. I ain't that's, sacrificing
3: shit.
2: That's actually <laughs> one of, part. that's actually closely related to one of the questions I wanted to ask. Oh, let's do but, it. Oh, okay. We're we're gonna, gonna, it. No, 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 no. Oh, wait, before, let's, okay, let's okay. do it. Let's, no, we were going to skip. Before we ask. No, i got to answer the question. No, wait. Let's skip it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> say what you got to say, Zara. <laughs> no, let's answer it. the question. That's true. Um, Get an answer.
2: Okay, so um, my my girlfriend, she, she creates content. Um, as well, she's a cosplayer cost slash cosfitter, oh, nice. if, if that's the actual term for it. Um, so she understands the, the podcast situation that I'm doing now. And she's more than supportive of me being on social media, um, as in like being in that standards like streaming or something like that, whether it be like video games or content or anything like that. So she understands that completely. Um, in terms of, I don't really go on social media as much, which I pro- I'm trying to work on. Like, I'm actually trying to work on being more social on social media, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in terms of that, she's she's supportive of it. I mean, depending on what we talk about, I do hear about it. <laughs> uh, she does give me feedback on it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah so... We're, we're pretty good that's good <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're gonna ask and I, I I would let's let's just move on to this oh, question I have a
3: question in regards to what you just said like what kind of cosplay does she do
2: uh, she does Um, it pertains to basically like mostly anime oriented <laughs> and if you want to check it out you know her Instagram is uh, Nina 22 right Period. there if you want to you know check it out right there I'm a, it's you said Nina
0: 22
2: Nina 22 so it's, so it's spelled N-I-N-A out N I N A yep okay. then Two-two. it's T <laughs> okay. it's T W N T Y and then 2 as T W O ah yeah. got it
3: okay so,
2: there you go and see, just gave you a little plug right there <laughs> I love you <laughs> and um and yeah so but Going back to the question, um, it was actually the question that Kiki um, sent me. It was so. This one is for this one is for you, and I guess for me as well. And then there's like one that's for all of us, right? So it's women are being more content with either being single or living a life that doesn't involve men. Uh, how do us as men feel about that? That's the first part of the oh, question. I
3: would love to hear this. That was us Natalie. <laughs> that was us. <laughs> on.
2: So how do you how do you feel about that? I think uh
0: if a woman wants to live a life without men involved, that's fine. I think that's up to her. I think by I think as time passed, um maybe it's social media, maybe it's always been like this, I don't know. But it seems like relationships are getting harder. Um, so I think that's what leads to that's what leads to that I guess that mindset, I should say, mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't need a man. But there's always been women who didn't want a man. But that's a tough
2: one. It's a tough one. That's- Hmm. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to ask y'all thought on it before I move on to the second part of the question. Um, but if I'm answering this as well, it's honestly, it's well overdue. I feel like it's something that should have been already implemented. Like this process, it's unfortunate that it's something that's now just being brought up because I feel like women thrive a lot more independently than men do uh given social norms and stuff i i feel like we it's like something we as men in my opinion we're forced to do we're forced to learn how to thrive independently but women that's something that comes natural to to y'all and i'm just speaking from my perspective as well i can't really say for like women so that's how i feel about that that's yeah,
3: interesting. So. You want to go first? I oh, oh. no. You could go first. No,
1: <laughs> I agree with everything you said, honestly. But um, you know, I think there are women though that do kind of take it overboard because they've been hurt, mm-hmm. and so it's a lot easier to have like a defense up and be like, "Oh wow, like I don't need a man because every man that you've had failed you." Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of feel like you have to overcompensate and just be that strong woman. And to be honest, I truly feel there are, like you said, men, they don't really do well on their own. Not all men, though. There Mm -hmm. are men that thrive and they're successful and independent and they're able to do for themselves. Of course. But a lot of men aren't raised that way. Women are. Cook, clean. This is how, you know, take care of the bills. And then if you're, like for me, I came from parents who were like, go to school, have a degree, have a career, like, make sure you're good on your own. And so it's like, okay, then I'm good on my own, but now a lot of men out here can't match mm-hmm. what I've what I've accomplished, what I'm trying to do. And so now I have to decide as a woman if I'm going to lower my standards or, like, what's truly important to me. Is it money or is it how, you know, he's respectful and committed and consistent and he's a man of his word and he doesn't cheat on me. It's like that's when you're really put in a lot of weird situations, especially when you're single and you're dating, Mm. because you really have to navigate that and get past people showing you their mask or, um, you know, just get past the bullshit. Because when you start dating, it's a lot of fluff in the beginning. Everybody is so beautiful and great and funny (laughs) and the sex is good. And then after a couple weeks, a couple months, you really, people show their ass.
2: They -hmm. show their ass.
1: So, you know, I think... Yes, it's a good thing to be independent as a woman. I think you should have your own shit. You should have your own apartment, in my opinion. You should have a good job because you just, you never know if a guy takes care of you, but then he doesn't want to be with you anymore. And then you're kind of left and you weren't really prepared. But I don't think that women should weaponize their independence. And I don't think that it gives them the right to emasculate men either. Mm. And that's the part that I don't agree with. Because we all want a man. Like, every woman wants a man, needs a man. I'm not building shit. I'm not building shit. I'm not killing a spider. I'm not taking out the trash. I don't want to do that. I don't want to lift heavy things. I want to go grocery shopping and you carry the groceries. So, like, yes, those things are important to me. Um, So, yeah, you do need a man. And that whole toxic behavior that women have sometimes, I just don't agree with it. And that's my take. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's hear it oh now. it's my turn yeah <laughs> i, I want to know your
3: take
0: before i uh say my opinion
3: so my take on this is very like so right now on the stage that i am in my life i do want a man because it's very simple to just like wake up be a mom be a woman be in my feminine like it feels really good to be in my feminine But at the same time, like, from fears, like Natalie said, of past relationships, I would never want a guy to feel like he can throw something in my face. Mm. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you're helping me with the rent? I could pay this shit by my fucking self. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like I'm, because of how independent I am, I've been very independent for, like, years. So I just started getting into my soft girl era, like, last year. Because I was not with that. Mm -hmm. I didn't want a guy to help me. Like, nothing. And I think it had to do with failed relationships. I do think it has a little bit to do with my dad not being around, like, growing up. But I learned to be like, all right, I am a woman. I need to let a man be a man. But when it comes to allowing a man to be a man... I'm not going to just let any guy lead me. Like, if you don't know what you're doing as a man, mm. I'm not going to trust in you. And you're, there's no way that I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important when it comes to things like that. And it's not just like, you know, saying things. It's just about like your actions behind what you're saying that you're going to do. So when it comes to the hyper hyperindependency thing for women, I don't think it's okay to weaponize it like oh because i think it, when you're in a relationship with a man you have to allow him time to be a man because a lot of women we be out here like demeaning the fuck out of our man yeah. and it's like damn shoddy like you want to be single you want to be by yourself or you want to be in a relationship so i've learned how to like tone that down because i was really on some like nah i got it now i don't have it
1: and i also you think it. like just to piggyback off of that This is like a little bit off topic, but not really. I truly feel like you need to let a man be a man because a lot of times like women, we get stuck in these situations with men who do the very less than the bare minimum because a lot of time. No, I swear like they just don't do shit. And you are like this hyper like independent woman. You're doing everything. You're not even like really taking a step back for this man to show you how he's gonna fail you. And honestly, you need to see that as a woman because Mm -hmm. then you end up like planning, like I'm planning dates, I'm making reservations, I'm planning vacation. I don't want to do that. Like... Do you not want to be here? Do you also not want to share these experiences with me? Are you not just a leader and I'm going to be the one leading? You have to think about think about those things. Give the man time to like show you what he can do, what he's willing to do, and see, okay, this is the type of relationship I can be in. We like to just give and do the most. Mm. The most. Mm. For people who don't fucking deserve it, period, because they don't. Why am I going to waste my time? No. If you really want to be in your feminine You need to see and, like, hold those boundaries, hold those standards for yourself. And it's like, okay, you can't meet it. Someone will, and I'm done with this.
3: But I feel like men need to not be running away whenever they see an independent woman. Because I feel like a lot of men... Once they see a woman being independent, weak. they're out. Weak, and that's you they know what? be out. Let them run, bitch. Let them fucking run. No, no. Like I wanna be out? Just relax. Just like show me you could be a man, and I'm gonna take a step but back. But they can't rise to the occasion, no. so let them be no, a bye. exactly. We real- we're making room. We're filtering you out
1: because we don't got time for it. Period. Because a real man, he's gonna stay. Like you independent, yes, but I'm, So am I. Exactly. Sit down, I got it. Because okay. I
3: feel like I, I'm gonna say I there. always, yo, this is like my biggest dream, like being an alpha woman I feel like I can be with an alpha male you let me thrive in my independency and I'll listen to you I'll submit to you I'll do what you have to say but don't like try to leverage over me and don't feel like you need to run away from me this is just how I am. Like, so, there's certain things that I like to do and there's certain things that you're going to like to do. I feel like that's... It's there somewhere in life. So, I don't know if I'm, like, being delusional no, or... You just exactly have to have right.
2: the capacity to switch then. Yeah, Basically, there's always a switch. Like, oh, this time, like, if one's being the dominant, the other one has to be the submissive mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. This applies to both men and women. Yeah. So if the woman wants to be dominant right now, the man has to understand that, see it, and I'm like, okay... I'm switching. Yeah. I'll be the submissive. All right. What do you want to do, yeah. babe? And then vice versa, if I'm trying to be dominant, they'll they'll see it and then they'll switch to submissive. Right. I feel you have like. to,
1: yes, you have to be able to play your role mm-hmm. at the right time yes and there is more than one leader in the relationship. It can't just be the man leading everything because I'm sorry, household things I'm leading.
3: Planning, I'm leading. I'm leading because we're going to be good. Okay. (laughs) You handle all the other shit. Just bring the money and I'll pay for the stuff.
1: (laughs) 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 Right. I know what we need. Just give me the money. Just Just give me me the money. Give me the cards.
3: We're good. So,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Gave (laughs) a. So, I agree with a lot of things y'all were saying. (laughs) But I also disagree with some of the things y'all were saying. The same thing. Oh, let's talk about it. Hey, can we get the disagreements
3: first? Yes, we want that.
0: All right. So, the first disagreements was you said that uh, women are brought up in a world to be more independent than men. I think that's not true. I think that's why, like, an example that you mentioned was like cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. But men, we learn how to build and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think because we grow up, in an environment where we have to learn how to be independent. We got to make money. We got to be able to provide and stuff like that. That's why you find men who there's a woman who's like, Oh, I don't need your stuff. And he doesn't know what to do. Right. And it's also why you find men who just don't know how to be in a relationship, I guess. Um, okay. I see that. But, and it was another point. Um, I think, (laughs) I think when it comes down to roles, I think, you're right. Like uh, a woman should not and will not submit to a man who isn't dominant, who's not taking his role as a man. Right. But I think you mentioned like uh, alpha male and alpha woman. I think uh, the way I, I view a relationship is that <laughs> it's maybe very old school, but the man is the alpha, but he does know when to just sit back mm-hmm. and let you do your thing. Mm-hmm. But uh. I was going somewhere with this. Do you believe alpha
1: male and alpha female can be together in a healthy relationship?
0: I think as long as as long as the relationship isn't questioned about who's the alpha. Mm -hmm. I think if the way I envision an alpha male and alpha woman is the alpha male is the alpha male. He's probably making more money. Mm -hmm. You know, he's covering everything. She goes to work. She's the alpha woman. She's in charge. She handles everything she comes home, I think an alpha woman would want to just be a regular woman. And I think she'd want to submit to an alpha male. And I think that's what women look for.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I hear all the time women are like, I don't want to think. I just want to exist. Mm-hmm. I want to know that I'm safe. And so it leads me to believe that women don't want to be alphas. No, we it's don't. just you have to. And that yes. comes from if you're living a life as a, a single parent, as a woman, you have to be a fucking alpha. That's why there's so many alpha women in the world. In my opinion, is because you have no choice. You got to be the mother and father figure.
3: Yeah. Damn. Say so, that shit louder.
0: Okay.
2: Fuck. All right. My that opinion on that.
0: That was great. Um, I like that. But uh. <laughs> that threw me off. a of silence. Stuff. <laughs> um,
2: I'm I'm
0: curious. So what was you had more questions, right?
2: Oh, yeah, it was it was kind of like a follow up, but I feel like we answered it while we were discussing it. So Mm -hmm. the second part of it was uh, what kind of changes or shifts do you expect to see between relationships of men and women?
1: Mm. I'm going to (laughs) start. So I feel like that's literally what I try to do on my podcast. I get a lot of I love talking about relationships, but I would love to see. I feel like we're going to get more divide, but I would love to see a world where, like, we can have conversations like this where we just say our side of the story and you just see. I'm not even asking you to, like, adhere to anything or change your views. I just want you to listen, Mm. take it, like, receive it, absorb it, and maybe, like, you can at least get more empathy for the other side. Mm. You know what I mean? You'll, You'll probably be a little bit more cautious about, like, the way you behave or act or you'll like second guess certain things or just like think about things a little bit more i would love to see that um i don't know if that's ever gonna happen though because gender wars are very popular on social media Mm -hmm.
2: oh yeah
1: that's what goes viral that's what the video that i that we did we did an episode talking about um how women don't care what men think or how they feel we don't care about men's feelings Um, actually that's a great topic so let me be very specific on this and let me get your take on these two men who are here so there was a girl who was on TikTok venting and apparently she was in a three year relationship living with her boyfriend and one day she said everything was fine they were kissing, snuggling, laughing talking, everything was great one day she was at work and she texted him what he needed from the supermarket and he basically said I packed all my shit, I moved out, I'm done with this And the whole thing was like, women don't realize that their man is unhappy until their man's unhappiness affects them. And so we asked that question. And that video went, that's my first viral video in since 2020. And it was a lot of men. No, women don't care. Women don't care. You guys are selfish. You guys are narcissistic. They They went off on (laughs) us. And so I want to hear your take on this. Like, as a man, do you feel like women care about your feelings? Uh, as long as your unhappiness does not affect theirs.
2: Well, uh, okay. I feel like it's, it's also like men, like, come on, guys. We also have to hold some form of accountability as well. Because I feel like most men don't really tell women exactly how they feel. They just go with the, the flow of the relationship so like like i mean anyone listening to this now just just tell me if this sounds familiar like you know she mentions it or you're in a relationship and they mention they want to do something or, or go somewhere and you weigh your options you're like i can say no but that'll just start an argument so you know what let me just bite the bullet and just say yeah and let's go right but What that creates is a sort of like
0: resentment, resentment, Mm -hmm. like
2: what we were talking about. It creates a sort of resentment. So like and imagine that happened multiple times, multiple times. You're not voicing your opinion and you're just going with the flow. And it builds up to the point where that gentleman just like packed up and left because they were going with the flow, snug, snuggling, kissing, hugging and stuff like that. But that's probably not what they really wanted. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards it just got to the point where they were like, okay, I can't take it anymore. You know? So I believe that we should, as men, we have to hold some form of accountability for ourselves and actually start admitting, I know it's a tough thing to do because we're, we're supposed to be "Ah, tough and whatnot but we have to start admitting to our significant others how we feel about things that come up in discussion like how we actually feel like the truth even if it's gonna become something difficult for them to hear that's the whole point of having a conversation absolutely you know so
1: how do you feel (laughs) as a single man
0: (laughs) (laughs) As a single man, it's a lot easier for me to have those difficult conversations. But I I do agree with you. I think as a man, you should have those difficult conversations. Um, Whether the relationship works or not, from that difficult conversation, at least it was had. At least you guys both understand where you're coming from. But I can also understand from a guy's perspective where it's not easy to have those conversations.
1: Right, because I wanted to ask you to... How do you go about then as a man expressing your emotions, knowing that your girlfriend may be sensitive or, you know, maybe a little dramatic? I'm not going to say crazy. Passionate. She's passionate. <laughs> okay. passionate. So how do you actually as a man go about it? Because I think a lot of times, too, a lot of men are like, we do express our emotions, but you're not receptive to it. Or you end up turn like flipping the mm-hmm. tables and making it about you. And now we end up feeling bad for you because a lot of men, they don't watch their tone. They don't watch their fucking delivery, mm-hmm. but then accountability on the woman, because we be spicy, too. Because you so don't I have to talk it. to us like that. I think it's more so like women, we just, when we, I feel like when we care about you, we just be like, like, just like really intense mm-hmm. yes. about our emotions and how you make us feel. And then obviously men, I think some men are really good at expressing their emotions or letting shit roll lift their shoulders, but there are men who violate. And, and they got disrespectful. And then it's like, well, no, now I really don't want to hear shit you got to say because mm-hmm. now we're in a full blown argument because of the way you came at me. So how do you go about doing it?
2: If, if there's one thing that I've learned being in like relationships, not even just this one I'm currently in, but in relationships in general, is that when it comes to like wordplay, men, we need to learn how to
1: articulate
2: articulate our words yes women y'all have that down Mm packed to the point where y'all poetic yes y'all have it down packed. y'all can articulate what's making y'all feel that way from my opinion what's making you feel that way why it's making you feel that way and you express it right men i believe that we don't have that form of knowledge at the moment Mm -hmm. you know to actually be able to like all right just lower it first think about what we have to say Think about why or why they may be feeling the way they're feeling. And then think about how I feel about it. And then like, just release it. Just have a conversation about it and not try to put your own biases in it. You know, just take a step out of the conversation, analyze it, and then step back in. And then just like, okay, from my understanding, you always have to Let them know what you think about it. From my understanding, you're saying this because you feel this type of way. Am I correct? Yes or no? If not, then you proceed forward. So I feel like we need more. As men, we need more steps. We need to create more steps for ourselves. Be like, all right, step one, let's find out what's happening right here. Okay, once we find out what's happening, step two, let's like take a step back. And just think about how we feel about it. Step three, step back in. Mm-hmm. Tell them how you're perceiving what they're saying. And then just talk about it like that. Like, we need we need our, our hands held. You know, we need to create a system as men in order. Because women, I believe y'all got it down packed. It's like boom, boom, boom. And then sometimes we got to be like, wait, hold up. Because I tell... I tell my girlfriend this all the time, like when we have discussions, I'm like, all right, babe, I I, I do hear you, but I need like a moment. Like, can I, can I gather my thoughts? And then I could call you back and then we can have a discussion about it. I say it all the time because I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> so when it comes to relationships, so I always need that moment where I need to take that step back, analyze, and then go back in, so.
1: Love that. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> no, that really like, looking <laughs> like, I don't want to really deal with like none that. of this <laughs> shit. I really like that.
0: I, I don't agree with a lot of it.
1: <clears throat> okay. I do
0: think that everybody does need to take a step back.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think it's hard when, because usually conversations like that happen in the heat of the moment. Usually somebody did something that you're finally fed up. It's the heat of the moment. You're just going to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think... As a man, if you care about a woman, it's hard to have those conversations about things that you know is important to her, too. Like, love language, for example. Or, like, how do you tell a girl, uh, um, for example, how do you tell a girl, like, hey, uh, I think the sex is boring. Damn. Yeah, see? The look right there. That's always one of those I difficult like, conversations. So
1: then leave me. Yeah, love anymore. But, but that's
0: why he packed up. No, but here
2: but this is where the point where you take a step back and you analyze comes into play because yes. instead of saying like, oh, I think the sex is boring you you should be thinking okay how can we change it up
1: like oh babe I got some toys for exactly. us or you know what or I was thinking we could try this tonight but you know
3: that, that as women we're gonna that be that questioning way. it like why you brought these toys like who put you into these toys you know what
0: and that's that's the problem and that's why because if be you like, show you know up what? with a
3: toy that we never used before I'm gonna be like so you was using no, the other day no but you day? see I'm gonna no.
1: pick up on it I'm like oh this nigga think I'm whack alright so we we live tonight <laughs> I'm about to do some, <laughs> <laughs> some shit tonight. because you know what I think a lot of the issues and relationships 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 come to from like being delusional or like being very much operating in your ego Mm -hmm. yeah it's like how dare you say our sex is whack like i am me and it's like bitch you could be whack too like (laughs) we could all have moments where we fall off and i think you gotta be very honest and i'm kind of with you on like you know, sometimes you can't always, in the heat of the moment, sugarcoat shit. Mm-hmm. As much as you want to be, like, this evolved person who, like, watch minds their words and, like, <laughs> how they... Sometimes in the heat of the moment, it's like, yo, you're getting me fucking tight <laughs> and I'm going to lose my shit. Um, and I think that that's also important to have in a relationship, too. I think obviously there's limits you don't want to be super disrespectful you don't want to violate your partner call them out their name nothing Mm -hmm. like no definitely no hands on nobody but I definitely feel like you need to have those moments where you're raw with your partner and it's like you know what I don't care I don't feel like doing it I don't like this I don't like that you piss me off when you do X Y and Z and you just got to be real and you just got to let it out and then sometimes you know you can approach things delicately but I think you need a balance in a relationship I definitely do
0: I feel like a lot of people in relationships don't know that they're not compatible until Mm -hmm. years down the line. And that's what leads people to leave is that you guys were not compatible when you first met, Mm -hmm. but you had the sunshines, the rainbows, that spark, the good sex, because it's a spark. Mm -hmm. And then as time passed, you're like, fuck, I'm still with this person. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you've had enough and then you leave.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's just... I think that's just how relationships are. I am not a fan of the word love. Mm. Um, I I think love is very erratic. And love is crazy. It's a drug. You can't control how you feel. And it leads you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And that's the sum of relationships. That's why everybody wants to be in a relationship is because they want that drug.
2: You don't need to be in a relationship, though, to have that. That's a lot. Well, I'm talking about like in love, the
0: relationship love. Cuz you know, like you could love your siblings, mm-hmm. love somebody close to you. I'm talking about that in love.
1: But I feel partner. like the love, the in love you're describing is just toxic.
0: <laughs> I think mm. I think in love is toxic.
1: Really? You think I, that? I
0: genuinely do.
1: So why, though?
0: People, like, people kill off of love. War started over no, love. that's psychotic. People go to jail that's over more, love.
1: That, I feel like that's something else. I just don't know what the word is. It people could be, People
0: sacrifice like their health over love. Yeah, obsession.
3: obsession.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, is, psych- is obsession psychotic? not part of love
0: a little bit? Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like to a certain extent, because, like, I'm not... I think it depends on, like, how you are as a person, because I feel like, for example, like, us in the military, if you have, like, a really good career... You're not about to like kill someone over love, like bye. You could go. Uh, I know, I know, it's been done, (laughs) but it's like I feel like you have to be really like sane to like realize the type of shit you're on. Like I'll love you to death, but if you do me wrong, like bye. There's like ten thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. OD. I'm gonna cry for like three days. Yeah, and then after that, I'm off this. Like what you bugging? No, be outside. Exactly. I think that's
0: until (laughs) you're in a situation. Where you pick love over rational thinking. Over everything? And I think a lot of people think like that. Like, Hmm. when people tell me about their situations in their relationship, I'm like, do you you think that was okay? And I'm like, nah, fuck that. Because he said he loved me. Or she said she loved me. And I'm like, (laughs) take a step back and think
2: about it. You're crazy right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot. Yeah. there would be a lot.
2: It does. It does really affect like that word is very powerful because the effect it can have on a person dependent on the person. It's always different for a person Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's never the same. Like if I love you is always different from how you say you love me Mm -hmm. and will it will never really match up because everyone is different. So that so why can't everyone's version of love be different? as well, which is where that incompatibility comes up because if our loves uh, collide with each other, they don't necessarily fit. Then you get something, you get like toxicity, you know. Mm you get all those imbalances. Because technically speaking, like on the biological perspective, in my opinion, love is a chemical imbalance, okay, right? Okay,
1: science. And with all, <laughs> yes, let's do
2: this. <laughs> it's a It's a chemical imbalance in the brain. And with all chemical imbalances, if you add another element to it, i.e. like another person's version of love, it creates like a disaster. Like um, it becomes radioactive. I, I agree. You know, like adding more like carbon molecules to something makes it like radioactive. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, if we were to use that uh, analogy and put it to like two people's versions of love, of course there's going to be some form of toxicity that comes out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like that that whole
1: like compatibility thing too is really just how, I feel like you can relate it to tolerance, really. Like, how much are you willing to deal with from Mm -hmm. this person? Because relationships really have to be, like, that perfect balance of, like, I'm this way and you compliment me in these areas. I may have to sacrifice the areas that you probably don't compliment me in or see, like, if this is even worth it. Like, if you're a person where your social life is very important to you and you love going out all the time, but your partner's a homebody. Like, are you willing to deal with that for the rest of your life? Is there going to be compromise? Is that not a big deal because this person is so great in so many other areas? So I think a lot of it really is just like, how much am I willing to deal with? How much can you take from me? Mm. Is this disastrous? Is this going to affect my mental health? Am I going to be able to function in society? Because sometimes people get in relationships where it's so toxic, you don't even... Like you completely lose yourself. You're not even going to work. You're not showing up for your, like you just lose yourself completely. It's like, can I exist with you and be healthy and happy and chill and live my life and you live yours and we at least laugh together and we have good, more good times than bad together. I feel like that's all relationships are.
2: So, so, so I, I got a question on that. Do you, do you feel like uh, compromising helps? relationships like helps i want to say a a not good relationship like i don't want to say a toxic relationship but like a relationship that has more bad than good do you feel like compromising helps as compared to a relationship that's more good than bad i
3: wouldn't say in a relationship that's more more bad bad than good because you're compromising and something is still going to get you mad at the end of the day that your partner does. So it's like you're lowering your standard for to meet their needs. It Eventually is going to make you unhappy and it's going to make you snap. So I would say in a relationship that's better than it is bad, maybe compromising certain things. Cause I feel like you can always meet in the middle with your partner, Hmm. depending if you're like, if you're hard headed and you're just like, one way and like no this is how i want it to be then if it's not going to work out but i feel like when you truly really love somebody like you can compromise for
2: them i agree okay i like that i agree with that as well i do actually have one more question what what time is that okay one more question and then is
0: is this the good question the the not the good question is this the uh
2: Oh, question I couldn't answer. It was the um, what the do do men and women see loyalty the same? That is the question. They do not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how to answer that. Can one.
1: we define loyalty, please? Oh yes. Let's like, give a, a nice definition for it before we answer. Like Maybe the we'll
2: denotative the version of loyalty. Or We could
3: give our own definitions. I like Except your you. definition lo- of loyalty, Natalie.
1: I don't what What
2: is your definition of loyalty, Natalie?
3: <laughs> um.
1: I think, I don't know if I have an exact definition, but I feel like as long as I am committed to you, I am going to, and it depends too, because are we talking about loyalty and friendships or relationships? Because there's a there might be a difference. Because obviously, like, if I'm committed to you, fine. In any type of relationship, I am going to respect you. I'm going to honor you. Uh, your secrets, obviously, I'm not going to tell them to anybody. Like, you can trust me. You can confide in me. I'm going to give you, like, a safe space to be you. Um... And I feel like that's loyalty, but once we are no longer committed to each other, I don't think I may have that same level of honor towards you. Mm. Um, I'm not going to violate you or tell your secrets, but I don't think I'm going to be, like, super, like, faithful to you or um, just doing things for you in any way because we're not together anymore.
2: Okay. For Well, for the sake of the topic, let's focus on, um, like, relationships, like okay. you were saying. So, um We'll go around the room. You're gonna get it too.
0: <laughs> I go last because he asked me this early and I didn't know how to answer it. So, <laughs> so you're,
2: you're? Oh,
3: it, oh, it's my okay. <laughs> Sorry, I've been a little like lost today. Um, for me, loyalty <laughs> is like the same thing. I feel like if in a relationship, loyalty for me would be respecting your decisions and the things that you want to do. Um, for myself, it would be like. If we agree to not see other people, we won't see other people, whether it's like a real relationship or not. I'm very heavy on that and like telling my personal secrets, me keeping your secrets and just personal things that we're dealing with. Because I would hate to like be in a relationship. I was in a relationship one time and this fucked me up. He would go back to um, like, you know, his little side things and talk about what was going on in my life. And that's OD because I was going through shit in my life. But it's like, I don't feel like you should talk about that because I wasn't like telling anyone, you know, but that was like a really real toxic relationship. So I feel like loyalty is just really defining like where we stand as a couple or like whatever we are and respecting each other's boundaries and never crossing them like no matter who intervenes.
0: Your turn. (laughs) I would define loyalty as (laughs) I I still don't like I can vision it, but I don't know how to put it into words. First thing that comes to your mind? First thing that comes to my mind is not lying. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think start. a lot of people's definition of loyalty is like not cheating and not doing this, not doing that but I think there's worse things that can happen in a relationship than just cheating and stuff like that but I think lying is the ultimate betrayal like you know if you do something, say something you know, it reminds okay. me of uh Reminds me of a Kanye line, uh, no sins as long as there's permission, and deception is the only felony, so never fuck nobody without telling me. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that, like, things happen, we're all humans, we all make mistakes, but as long as you can be honest and tell me, that's loyalty.
1: I like that. That's so, good. That's You answered that great. Yeah,
2: that was pretty wrong. good.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's good. Good job. Well done. Um, well
1: done. But, well, you had another question, it was like, do men and women see it differently?
2: Uh Yes. As in, as in like, in, so I know how, how y'all view loyalty, but how do you feel like your partner view loyalty? Like without, without actually asking them, because I feel like if you ask them, you'll get, you'll get what you're hearing, like what you're. I guess, like, looking for. But in terms of, like, what you believe right now, your perspective right now, like, what do you think your... How do you think your partner views loyalty?
1: That's
3: a very tough question. That is
1: tough because I don't know if I've ever actually had that conversation with my partner. I would assume that they would see it the same way I see it. Um, But then I... We sometimes get into arguments, too, about, like... I don't know how specific I want to get, but um, like just certain things. I'm a very, I'll just say this. I am a very, I mean, as you guys can see, I like to share my opinion. I like to be myself um, a little extra sometimes. So I think sometimes you may say things or like even I'm really big on like fashion and I like taking risks with certain outfits. I'll just say that. Um, And so that could even be something where it's like, I think he would view loyalty as like also like, And this is actually what I believe loyalty is. When I'm not around, how do you behave when I'm not there? Mm -hmm. How do you carry yourself? I think he really focuses on that. And it's like where I would, as a woman, have a more limited view. Like, oh, as long as you don't cheat on me Mm -hmm. or disrespect me, like, we're good. But I think he carries it into everything. How you move, how you talk about this relationship, how you talk about me, how you dress. It all shows me, like, how much you actually are loyal to me and respect me. So, yeah. So maybe I do know how he feels about it.
3: How about you guys? I think mine is vice versa. Okay. Because for me, it's kind of like, I struggle on like the female friendship thing. But for me, it's like, you can have friends. Like, I don't care what kind of friends you have. You don't have to worry about me. When I'm in a relationship, I'm, I'm in a relationship. But when I'm outside, like I am outside. So I am two different people when it comes to those things. So it's like, if I'm hanging out with guys, you don't have to worry about me like fucking somebody there. But for like, my man i'm thinking like x y and z like did you talk to this girl like are you being friendly what's going on you know if you don't say certain things if you don't make it seem like you have a girlfriend they'll feel like you they have a chance with you or if you're being like super nice so i think it's like i think it depends on like the type of person that you're dating and what they see is like different so
2: yeah
0: so, you.
2: so no, you answer. And then I,
0: I, I don't have a, I don't have a partner. So okay. <laughs> that's
2: right. Cause what I want to do before I answer is that I want to do like a sort of experiment. So now that we have our, our answers on this uh, being recorded right now, um, I want us to ask our significant others that question, how they view loyalty. And then you'll compare the two between how you perceive their loyalty and at that what they actually tell you
1: yeah you know
2: so um in terms of how i how i feel like my girlfriend perceives loyalty is 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 like she's she gives me a hundred percent all the time and i could see it you know when you kind of have that doubt where it's like they it's like they're not really giving it they're all like you can tell someone isn't really giving it they're all in a relationship i can tell she gives me a hundred percent of herself all the time and i love that Aww. i love that it's it's like the greatest thing because i know she's being her authentic self around me and so whenever she goes out she she posts um during, like, the cos-fit, cosplay things, she posts pictures, and the pictures are, I, I don't want to say explicit because they're not, but they're very, re- what's what's the revealing? term? Revealing. Revealing. revealing, yes. Yeah, they can be a bit revealing, and I'm okay with that. I mean, granted, I don't know what, what she gets hit up in her DMs. I'm pretty sure she gets, like, the, you know, men being... Men in that aspect of that And I'm okay with that You know she can go somewhere And it's just a whole bunch of like If it's just her and a whole bunch of guys she knows Or like men she used to date in the past And stuff like that I already know like I'm confident that nothing is gonna happen because I know the type of person she is, and she gives me a hundred percent of herself. so it makes it easier for me to understand that even in those situations, I have nothing to worry about. so
1: yeah. I like that. That's very cute. yeah, I like you guys. Shout out to you guys. yeah, very cute <laughs> like, that
2: was that was my questions. That was all I
1: those were good questions.
0: Um, You know, there's obviously benefits to a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think are some of the negatives to a relationship?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Natalie, you're going first. It's always
1: me. Um, (laughs) The negatives to a relationship, oh, my Lord. Where do we start? (laughs) Mm. No, no. I think the number one thing, and it's not even a negative, honestly. I think it's actually a positive But it's like, you never, you always feel like when you're single and you're calm and you're not really arguing with people, Mm -hmm. you feel very like at peace and you feel very like, Oh, I'm good. Like all of the issues that I've had, like I've resolved them. I am healed. I am ready to go until you get into a relationship (laughs) because then it's like, Oh shit. I'm still toxic. I still have bad habits. I suck at communicating in a healthy manner. I'm very emotional. And so, um, I have to regulate my emotions, which is something Yaya has been putting me onto. So I think, something about a neg- the negatives would be like oh shit this is really a reflection to all the this- the good parts of me too cuz now i know i can show up i can be a good partner but then in those moments when i fail it's like oh wow i still have a lot of work to do mm-hmm. and sometimes it could be very exhausting and you have to really make sure you genuinely like that person to put all that effort into so, yeah, I feel like that's one of the negatives other than like the simple shit of like, oh, now you have to communicate a little bit more. I have mm-hmm. to tell you where I'm going, what time I'm going to be like, I have to, you know, do that. Whereas when you're single it's I'm out. I don't got to tell nobody shit. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. So, yeah, that's for me something.
3: I think some <laughs> of the negative things um, being in a relationship is kind of something we spoke about last week about carrying your partner's baggage Um, because you never know like the background of the person that you're dealing with until you start dating Mm -hmm. them so for example if you're dealing somebody that deals with depression or with anxiety um, if you don't deal with those things it's very new to you and you might not know what to do you kind of feel like damn like should i even be with this person right now So I think that's like one of the negatives is like not knowing the background of the person unless you've known them like for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I would say cutting communications with like somebody that you were close to just because of like probably your partner's like insecurity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super important because you could be like had a relationship with someone or something like that. And then your partner's like, well, I don't want you talking to that person. Yeah. And you're like, well, damn, me and this person are like really good friends. And for your partner, it's like, no, like you're disrespecting me. So I think there's like a few like negative things when it comes to relationships.
1: Yeah, I feel like my male friendships have suffered a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't hang out with them anymore at all. I hardly talk to them. But it's just something that kind of comes with the territory.
0: Yeah, it's that always wack. happens with relationships. It's why yeah. but I
1: mean, it is what it is
2: what about you oh well those were two really good points that i actually want to i guess piggyback off of the because i agree with both of them uh the i feel like the negative in a relationship is like the luggage you know you don't as Yaya was saying you don't know who you're getting into a relationship Mm -hmm. with until like that honeymoon phase is over yeah. and then you're like oh wow you're you're dealing with this okay you're dealing with that all right and then you also have your luggage as well mm-hmm. believe it or not most people want to think like if they're out of a relationship they left all their luggage nope. in that relationship no you're still dragging it it's yeah. just a lot further behind than you than normal you know so um if if i were to think of like another thing as opposed to those two that's like bad about relationships. I I would say like the the adjustment you have to make getting into a relationship. Mm. Like it's a um because you're not just taking care of yourself, you're now taking care of someone else. Right? Whether you you think you're not, like you're now taking into consideration as Nally was saying, like like, that person, their feelings, everything that's oriented with, like, being with them, you have to do a little bit of compromising. You, you basically have to adjust yourself, not lower your standards, not lower yourself, but make an adjustment. And that could be something that comes with some restrictions, You know, but it's not necessarily bad restrictions. If you think restriction, you won't think like bad. It's just like, hey, you know, if I was dating or talking to three people, now I can no longer talk to those three people. It's just something that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And some people don't like it. Some people love it. So,
1: I mean, I don't think anyone loves it. He loves being single. Oh, Oh, you love the single. Yeah. So, you know. Decide what works for you.
0: (laughs) There's no pressure on this side. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. So now I have a question for you, right? Because on your show, you talk a lot about relationships Mm -hmm. and things. And was there any biases that you've had before the show? And then you had a show that was kind of hard for you to acknowledge that was a bias? Um,
1: That's hard to answer. I think I wouldn't say bias, but I think doing the show kind of just let me know how um, self-centered I can be and how I really put a lot of pressure or high expectations on like partners and relationships. Mm. And I think um, I also felt like a lot of my—it's easy when you're in, like, toxic relationships or relationships that aren't healthy, someone's disrespectful, to so always, like, point the finger on them. So I think a lot of my episodes when I was single or when I was dealing with people, like, situationships or a toxic relationship, I think I was always coming from, like, a bitter place. Always coming from very, like, accusatory, and it's easy to point fingers. But then— <clears throat> When you finally take a step back and you start taking accountability for your role in a lot of the bullshit, that's when I feel like there was a switch in a lot of my takes on things. I find myself now being a little bit more empathetic to men and really trying to hear their sides of stories or try to get their perspective on things. So, yeah.
0: What was the biggest lesson you would say that you've learned since doing shows as far as relationships are concerned and outside of relationships?
1: Uh, The biggest lesson, damn, (laughs) that's tough. I've learned a lot of lessons throughout the years. Um, The biggest lesson, I feel like, well, it's not even, well, I don't know if I should say relationships. I guess what I would say, it's not even so much the relationship with other people. I would say the biggest lesson was, like, uh, fostering and, like, taking care of the relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately I realized in doing, like, so I'm going to record myself talking. In um, doing my episodes, I realized um, you'll continue to, like, lose yourself in people and you'll continue to, like, settle for less than you deserve if you really don't take care of you and who you are and nurture the things that you like and, and and show up for yourself, right? Like a lot of times we're not even committed to ourselves or showing up for ourselves in terms of working out, eating healthy, getting enough rest, not putting yourself in uncomfortable situations when you don't need to be there. You know, like you don't need <laughs> to deal with people who trigger you or be in situations that are unhealthy to your mental health. And I think once you start showing up for yourself in that way, it makes it a lot easier for you to date people and for you to recognize, you know what, this person isn't for me. This isn't going to work. And I don't have to deal with this because I'm good on my own. Mm. I put work into myself. I don't have to deal with this bullshit. So I think you become just less tolerant of nonsense. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's the most important thing.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, as the single person in the room, I got to ask, how do you guys feel about the whole friends with benefits?
2: Thing? Hate it. No. <laughs> <I'm
0: sorry.
3: laughs> well, what kind of benefits are we talking about? Ooh. Oh, let
0: I mean, that's that's based on the individuals. Um, okay. What benefits
3: I, are worth it, I guess, right? <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Because, like,
3: I feel like friends with benefits is so strictly, like, we're just having sex. But I feel like as an adult, when you start to get older, like, are you going to start paying some of my bills or something? Like, are you going to pay for my nails, my hair? You know, like, that's how I see it, like, benefit-wise, because it's like we could just be fuck buddies and then don't have to say friends with benefits. Right. But like, are you benefiting from me? Am I benefiting from you too? Like, am I cooking for you?
0: I thought that was all like kind of the same thing. Like no. It was like, like fuck buddy, friends with benefits. I think nah. it's like
2: subjective on like what people perceive friends with benefits as. As Yaya was saying, like, um, to my understanding, it's like, oh, if my version of benefits is that I like sex um and sex and i don't know like cuddle
4: afterwards
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay that's that's what i view friends as benefits as but they could be like oh no it's just sex and i'm i'm out you know that's
3: i feel like if it's you're like fucking and then you're out i don't think you should put like a title to it
0: yeah I, i agree with that yeah Can Mm -hmm. I
1: ask a question real quick? Like, do you guys feel like when it comes to friends with benefits, who handles it better?
3: Men or women? Yeah,
1: men or women. Like making like, okay, this is just friends with benefits, nothing more. It's never going to be more like who keeps that mindset and like sticks with it.
0: I think it starts off as the man and then it ends with the woman
1: talk about it i like that that's a good take
0: i I think originally like in the beginning the man is like oh fuck yeah you know yeah but then after a while it's like damn she's cool people i like her i like her yeah but then if she doesn't want anything it's like yo what the fuck and then you know so i do think it starts with the man and then it ends with the woman
2: Mm. interesting that is actually, yeah, that's true. Now that I think about it, <laughs> now that I think about it from, from my from my experiences, um like it takes it takes longer for men to be more emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. So if that friends with benefits like consistently happens, like it period it happens throughout time, like we become more invested. And to my understanding, women become less invested. So it's like, damn, now we're kind of like, yo, this is nice. They're like, all right, you know, this is it. It is what it is. If it's over, it's over. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's that was a good question. That, was, that mm-hmm. was nice. Well done, sir.
0: Good job. Yeah, I think it takes uh, a lot to be a long-term friends of benefits. And I think uh, two people who are friends of benefits for a long time, Either both or somebody's really dope in that relationship. Yeah, and you know that's hard to separate after a while.
2: But when it still be considered a relationship? Then the relationship is that it's a friends with benefits. I mean, technically, it's everything is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, that's true. That's fair. That's fair.
0: So, <laughs> what do you guys think that's about? Uh, commitment culture
1: what do you mean what is that
0: so commitment culture is pretty much everyone wants a title and that's men women you know i feel like that's what led to like fresh and fit and that's what led to all these other podcasts where it's like women should do this men should do this, you got uh, women settling for less, you got men settling for less, and it's because everyone just wants a title. Everyone wants to say, this person belongs to me or I belong to this person. Right.
1: How do I feel about that? Hmm. Does anyone want to go first?
3: (laughs) I feel like I have something to say about that because I feel like depending on your goals in life and depending on the type of person that you are and your personal goals... At a certain age, you should want commitment because I feel like if you don't want commitment, I I, like I don't know. I have this theory of like a man who doesn't want commitment, doesn't have commitment to himself. No shade. But I just feel like if you feel like you can't commit to a woman, then you probably have problems committing to yourself about with certain things. So I don't know. I feel like at a certain age, you should want commitment.
2: See.
3: Oh, well, I guess
1: I mean, I think what I wanted to say on this is like people everyone wants the title. Um, but I don't feel I feel like no one really knows what it takes to actually be committed to someone. And so it's easy to be like, oh, as a woman, like you said, women should do this and men should do like men are the providers, you should be making this amount of money, women should be at home, whatever. And it's like, okay, but does that really show commitment? Because you Mm -hmm. could as a man be providing. And that doesn't mean that you're committed to me. You could be cheating on me or disrespecting me, whatever, no loyalty. Um, And me too. I could be home all day, but I could be cheating on you while I'm home. Like Mm -hmm. It's just like, what does it really mean to be committed? I don't think people even know what it takes. The minute we get into a relationship, things get hard. People want to break up. People start like looking the other way. They start acting differently or showing up differently in the relationship. I don't think people really are... Like nowadays, I don't think no one's really willing to put in that work because um, it's hard.
2: Mm. Damn. I agree with that. Uh, so <laughs> <clears throat> it, it's it's a very interesting topic because I I believe that not everyone not everyone should seek a title. Like not everyone should seek the ideal of commitment Mm -hmm. because some people just aren't meant to be in relationships, Mm. whether, whether they want to believe it or not. They're just, some people just aren't meant for relationships They're And it's not necessarily a bad thing. They just don't function well within a committed relationship, Mm -hmm. which is why most people um, that have that mindset prefer to be alone so um, ascertaining a title, I feel like it's it's something that not necessarily we, we all need, and which is where I kind of disagree with you, Yaya, on that point. Um, like, I don't think everyone needs a title, just like how I don't think everyone deserves a title, mm. right? So because some people are be- just better off being single and they should be better off being single because the last thing you want to do is be in a relationship you want to be committed to someone but that person doesn't want to be committed to you or as you were saying to themselves so that's that's where i stand on that
1: yeah
0: i feel like uh i feel like there's uh how I view relationships is a unpopular opinion, but I think there's so much more important things in life than a relationship. Um, And that's things like, you know, where's your mental health at? Where's your physical health at? How's your finances doing? If you were to get in a relationship, can you provide? What happens if there's children involved? Things like that. And I think a lot of people don't put that into account. They put the relationship first, and then everything will fall in after. Yeah. And that never really uh, works out well. But I, I do think that we live in a world where everyone just wants to be in a relationship. And, I mean, maybe it was like that before. I don't know. You know, but now we got social media, so we see it everywhere now. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. we couldn't see it. But I always found uh relationships interesting. Um <laughs> because I'm not a hundred percent against it. I'm like 95%
2: against it though. Yeah. But uh so, so so I was I was thinking about it. Like I'm I'm using my I'm applying my job to, to like this example, like to this question, because I, I respond to like certain jobs I respond to. There's like the elderly, right. And there's people that I've met that's been married in a relationship for 40, 50, sometimes 70 years relationship. They, they just banged it out, you know, good and bad. Right. And then there's those people that are do have that, but they lost their significant other. And through from my perspective and like everything I've seen, it's like they're the most depressed. Those are the most depressed when they have lost their partner. Um, I, I feel like' we're like trying to get into a relationship is just having someone to be there for you up until, Uh, up until it's your time you know you because no one you know there's all the same like uh, i was born alone i'll die alone and Mm -hmm. stuff but no one uh we can't really say like we prefer to die alone until like it's happening because if it's happening no one wants to be alone in that situation Mm -hmm. and not to go like not to go like dark (laughs) and stuff
1: no let's get dark i like it.
2: (laughs) But I've been um, I've been in multiple, multiple situations I've experienced where people are like, you know, I don't want to die like they're in that situation like like I don't want to die alone. Help me stay with me. uh, Be there for me. And just experiencing a lot more of that than the alternative. It just makes me realize that like we're we're not meant to be alone. You know, like in the end, like right now, our perspective is, you know, some people are like, I'd rather be alone. Some people are like, I'd rather be in relationships. But as we get older, like 60s, 70s, like 80s, like up there towards the end of our lives, we're more so focused on. I've noticed that people are in that age range are a lot more happy when they have someone with Mm -hmm. them compared to if they have no one with them. Yeah. Sorry to get kind of.
1: No, that's a that's a really valid that. point. I like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think we were uh, created to be with people, and it's why they say like solitary confinement is like one of the harshest punishments. Right. Like you lose your fucking
2: mind in solitary confinement. But, yeah. Because like, thirty years from now, our perspectives might change wholeheartedly, just on like everything we think now. You know, and we go back to this 30 years, and we're like, oh, wow. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think being alone is uh, subjective. Um, Okay. Like, a lot of people view being alone as, like, I'm not in a relationship, you know. Um, There's no wife, husband, or kids and stuff like that. But then I look at whether you're alone or not by how much personal relationships you have. Mm
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I think that's what's important. But I mean, I do also think relationships are important. I don't want you to think that. Yeah.
2: You
1: know. No. Yeah.
0: What happened I
2: guess, to your yeah. What happened to your inner toxicity? I thought you were <laughs> gonna bring it out. Thought you were gonna.
0: No, I. I still think most of the world needs to be single, but not needs to be single. I think most of the world should be single, but that's. I think people rush things, force things, but it's that's the normal human experience. And you know, it's all personal. You don't know till you know. So, fuck okay. it, try it, go for it. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. But I put the phone away because I'm about to just spitball and ask questions and okay. pick your head. Um, do you mind if we talk about like uh, your relationship?
1: Um, I'll do my best to answer what I can.
0: Okay. What would you say is the well, this is for all three of you guys actually. Mm-hmm. What would you say um, was the hardest thing to overcome in your relationship?
1: I think it's um I don't forgot who said it. I think you said it. You have to, did you? Somebody Ta-da. said adjustments. You've said yeah. the word adjustments, right? Yes. I think that's the hardest part. Um, when you especially if you're single for a long time and you were used to living a certain way, like I said, you get up and go, you're Mm -hmm. outside every weekend, like, you don't have to answer to anybody, you can talk to whoever you want to talk to, I think the hardest part is making an adjustment, like, oh, shit, I can't Mm. do this anymore, what? And I think there's a mourning period in that, and I don't think a lot of people talk about it. Like, when you first get into a relationship, you are kind of grieving for a life you Suddenly have to, like, you know, make these That's changes too.
2: That's true. And it's
1: like you don't mind because you genuinely do like this person and you want to start this relationship with them. But there is a point where you might get a little sad and be a little bit down and you're like, but why am Mm -hmm. I not happy with this person? I'm excited to be with them. And you just have to see what's important to you. That's why I really agree with you. Like, stay single if that's really what you want to do. If you know you cannot handle a relationship because it's not something that you should take lightly and people do get in relationships just to be in them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. So, yeah, I think the adjustment is the most difficult thing.
2: Oh, oh, it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> I see what you mean now. <laughs> uh, so the most difficult thing to me, it would have been, it's just, just like, I guess we're going on to adjusting. I'm talking, adjusting again, like adjusting yourself, not for the person, but to the person. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, Mm, like certain things that you would you would definitely do but now you have to do them with someone else in mind Mm. right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can't like you can't well i guess that would just be talking about what you were just talking about natalie so Mm -hmm. i'll i think i think i might change it a bit it would be thinking you know what i'm gonna get a bit spicy it would be,
1: <laughs> yes, good spice. It would. Do it. it
2: would be thinking that your your sexual performance is just as good as it was in your last relationship, oh. or thinking about it was it was <laughs> bad in your last relationship. Like, like your your partners are different, right? Mm-hmm. And they have different likes. They have different things that um intrigue them. Mm-hmm. And you have to not bring your ego into that. Mm, so yeah. it's time for you to, like, you know, set the ego down, pick up a pen and paper, and then just hear hear what it is they like and dislike because yeah. you also have that platform to tell them what you like and you mm-hmm. dislike because you can't automatically think you're in a new relationship and they're they're already doing everything you liked in the previous mm-hmm. relationship, so... That's.:
3: well. That's great. That's a good point.: um, I think the hardest thing for me is being a parent, um, because I never, like my daughter has only met two boyfriends of mine, including this one. Mm-hmm. so and she's nine. So I haven't been with her father like the whole nine years, but I think it's very important, like as a parent, who you bring around your kid. And I think like gauging your partner before you actually bring them around your kid and gauging them while they're around your kid. So I think that's like one of the hardest things because it's like, all right, like, you know, I've dealt with infidelity in this relationship, but that's something like on both of our ends that's not something that affected my daughter in any way but it's like when you do certain things around her or you like we talk to each other a certain way Mm -hmm. that's something that's like yeah like I'm not gonna have my daughter see this and think like this is okay but um thankfully I haven't had any issues just some things that I've helped I've had to deal with myself with the emotional regulation because I'd be ready to snap it's either like We're doing this or we're not doing this. And I have noticed my attitude be very dismissive. Recently, I'm more like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't have to deal with this. And I think I have to learn, like Khan was saying, like when people get into a relationship, it's not just fun and games. It's actually like going through the motions like with your partner. Mm -hmm. So I would say for me, like that's one of the hardest things is like understanding if your partner is a good partner to be like, a step parent or to be around your kid.
0: I feel like that's one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about is uh people with children.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And how does that work? So uh, that that's pretty interesting.
2: I I have a question. Um which one do you think is worse for all of us? All of us <laughs> <laughs> uh, Physical cheating or emotional cheating? Oh,
3: my <laughs> emotional yeah. cheating for me.
2: Okay, emotional Why? cheating. We'll go in order.
3: Um, I think for me, like, I don't know, and I commented this before on um, I think her name is Angie from the Breakfast Breakfast Club. She has a podcast, and like one of the girls was like, "Yeah, like um, I had a threesome with my man, and I was like, I was okay with the threesome, but then I was like mad, like." After I let it happen. And I think I'm, like, the same way because it's, like, on the freaky side of me, it's, like, all right, like, we could get freaky like that. Like, we could really get to that level. But then it's just, like, what kind of emotions did you have towards this girl? Like, were you buying her shit? You were buying her breakfast and lunch? You were caring for her, like, how she actually felt? Mm -hmm. So for some people, they're more like, no, once you have sex with a girl, like, it's over. But for me, it's like, did you use protection? Like, that's like my biggest thing. If you use protection and it was just like a one night stand, it was like a mistake. I believe mistakes can happen, but not more than once. Mm. Because if you if you do it to me once that and I think that's the reason why I was able to forgive it, because it was like a one time thing that I know of that it happened. But if it's just something consecutive like you're doing it over and over again like you really don't give a fuck about me like you just don't care but if you're like emotional with a bitch like you care about what time she got to work you care about how she got good to morning work. at good 7 a.m waking sh- up you <laughs> took her to the airport Shots or you
2: bought heart. her food Yo, not, if you
3: bought her food that's you bought my like food. it's over my love
1: language <sighs>
2: Oh.
3: If you're um, doing emotional shit, like it's over. Yeah, it's I, over. I wholeheartedly agree with Yaya.
1: I th- I agree with everything you said. I definitely believe women care more about like um resor- the resources of their man, right? Mm-hmm. So like your resources as my man are allotted to me. Why are you sharing our resources? Really, my resources? <laughs> exactly. That's some other bitch. Like I have a problem with that. So I feel like. Um, And I actually want to credit my boyfriend with this because he came up with a question. He likes to get people into debates. So the question was, and this kind of goes with the same thing, like if your man had a one night stand or he was providing for another woman but never had sex with the woman he was providing for, he was literally just giving her money. That's it. It's or one money. night stand Which one are you Going to forgive more Like which one is less Worse I guess mm,
2: And I think
1: all the women That he asked us We were like We would be mad At the finances I'd rather you fuck somebody I'm not saying I'm going to forgive you Or take you back I don't know
3: Yeah Zemarine Don't be thinking right, shit Right relax
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't they know But up. I feel like <laughs> I,
3: That might be A little bit more Palatable
1: I mm-hmm. guess Than knowing that You are like Providing financially For another woman That would kill me mm. So yeah, emotional cheating For me is like Way worse
2: that's interesting.
1: Okay. How about for you guys? You sure? like-
0: that I think you guys both nailed it right on the head. Mm. Um I I said before, like I think there's worse things than cheating, uh, physically. Mm. I do think emotional cheating is much worse. There's there's an attachment, there's an intimacy to it. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, you get drunk or you find somebody attractive, you sleep with them the one time, then you know, hey, at the end of the day, we're all animals, you know, it's yeah. We all like to have sex. We're all adults. It
2: happens. That's that's interesting cuz mine's is physical. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm actually more surprised at your response. That's Cuz usually men think physically is like you let a man it. enter your body no, like but, they but it's, it so-
2: it's it's not like it. Well, it's it's physical but it's kind of like understandably physical because like emotional like I just I just put Put my relationship in that spectrum like okay so let's say if a man comes up to my girl and like hey you know let me buy you this let me do this for you let me do all that I'm sure she probably gets that on a daily basis because she's an attractive woman of course I have taste and um, (laughs) so so I'm like in terms of if she reciprocates on that and she's like yeah you know you can buy me this you can do that for me i'm able to dissociate that i'm like okay then that means that she just wasn't into the relationship and i'm Mm. able to dissociate and be like all right well it is what it is time to move on right right but physical it it requires a bit more it requires a bit more like ingenuity because from my understanding um And also I could be wrong as well, but from what I believe is that there has to be some form of like, like attraction first before it even gets to that point, you know? So, and I'm not going to be like, oh, you cheated on me and stuff like that. Because like what you were saying, it is what it is. We're all human. We all have needs. That just means to me that I wasn't providing you with the amount, the needs you you need it Mm. right so it's kind of like it kind of like affects me a bit because i like to think i'm very uh receptive like if you tell me something i'll take it into mind and then i'll i'll utilize it i'll do it you know if you tell me that you like cuddling or excuse me or if you tell me that um like you like things sexually this way, like I would understand it and I would proceed to do it. So if you were to like physically cheat on me, that means that either one, uh, you were, you were kind of like lying to me or you didn't provide me with the necessary information I need Mm -hmm. or two, I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing it properly and there was no articulation onto it so I can adjust appropriately it kind of it's a bit more in in depth but that's that's how i see it yeah you know i'm able to dissociate more if it was emotionally cheating like Mm. okay i understand you don't want to be with me that's fine
1: see i feel like the ego in me though would be more hurt by that realization like you just didn't want to be with me like but I'm amazing. Like, you know what I mean? How could you give your emotions to someone else? So I feel like if we look at, like, the way men... they, I mean, I don't believe this, because I do believe that there are women who can have sex and not have any emotions. Mm-hmm. it. I don't I think agree. that's common, but there's definitely women out there who can do that. Um, the same way men can. A lot of men don't feel... They don't believe that. They think every time women have sex, it's always emotional. We're always super attached to that person. Um, so I don't know. I feel like physically... If I think about like men, men just say, "Oh well," and you guys can answer this. Like, if can't, are you capable of just having sex with somebody and never talking to them again? Yeah, you are you. Because uh, that varies too. Not all men can do <clears throat> so, that.
2: Surprise! It's it's tricky for me because believe it or not, I don't like one night stands.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's not. It was never my like go to thing. Like, uh, if I was single, like going to the bar and like picking up a girl. Uh, you know, picking up a woman and then taking them back to my place or going to their place and then just like, all right, nice meeting you. I can't, that's just weird for me. Yeah. I don't same. know why, but it, it's just weird. I can't yeah. do it. It's just too awkward. Like, call, am I going to call you? You're gonna <laughs> right. Do you don't yeah. call yeah. me so I'm Like, I'm like, like exactly? are you
1: okay? Do you want breakfast? I like, Yeah. i would be thinking like, <laughs> should I
2: make breakfast or something? But then that comes on as a like, bit much.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I can do that <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> like, now, to be honest, I'm not really a fan of one-night stands either. Okay. I like one-night stands that turns into a... I'm not going to say situationship because it sounds toxic, but a long-term thing. I think one-night stand sex is boring. That just it's, keeps
2: going? Like a one-night stand that
0: just keeps going? So you want to
1: like go friends with benefits? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think a one-night stand is it's very safe. It's very just... I have a need, yeah. But I think when you're having sex with somebody consistently, that's when it gets fun. Mm-hmm. That's when you guys get to experiment, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But when I stand, sex is kind of just, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I got so. it.
0: Yeah, I got a question for y'all though. Um, you you made me think of this question. What would you guys do in a scenario where your significant other tells you? Um, that there's a kink that they're interested in that you don't like.
1: Are you going to give us a sample, like an example kink or just anything? Because uh, there's levels. of so <laughs> kinkiness.
2: Um, That's true.
3: Role playing?
2: All right. Uh, BDSM? I'm trying or to think. I guess think. BDSM is one. <laughs> we can
3: That's talk some about people. kinks
1: that we, um, if y'all want to, like the kinks <laughs> that we're into or we wouldn't be
3: against trying.
0: You I'm know? saying like if there's a kink that you are against
3: oh, that your against. partner likes, or oh, like whipping oh. you or something. Like if your yeah, partner if, like if, if you, you get like with that, a man and, like, and you know, he's like, like, like I need to whip you, bitch, like, you know, like, like, i would <laughs> be
4: like what? <laughs> 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 get get shit. away from me! The, oh, you get get take away from Get away from me!
1: I can do but like you know defecating and urinating like golden shower. I'm not into that. No, like anything with bodily fluids, you're gonna have to find some other bitch. Um, (laughs) I just can't Seriously You know I thought about this question That's a really good question Because I feel like it makes me think Like okay what if I was What if my partner down the line Does say that they want to do something I think Am I going to be okay with them Seeking that from someone Because you can pay people to do that Mm -hmm. shit to you Mm -hmm. That's why you have like people like Dominators Or people who practice BDSM So would I be cool with letting my partner do that If they can't get it from me I don't think I would mind Depending on what the kink is because like I said, if you want something crazy or like you want some people like heat play like with fire yeah. and shit, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So if that's what you want to do out there, cool. As long as there's no like penetration, <laughs> I think I would be okay with it. So that's my take on it. Mm. It's too crazy. I'm not doing it. You could f- seek it out though.
2: Uh, I think I'd try almost anything at least once. Okay. Just to... Just to say, OK, like just to see if I like it or not, because, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe maybe I would, you know, maybe I would like never again. But I won't know unless I try. But the the urination defecation thing is
1: <laughs> that's a hard stop. That's
2: a hard <laughs> yeah. stop right there. That's where I draw the line right <laughs> there. But anything else aside from that, I'll try at least once,
3: okay. you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm too much of an overthinker, so it would be kind of like, yes, I would let my partner like find it somewhere else if I don't do it, but then I feel like a certain point of our relationship, I'll be like thinking like, if my partner disappears for like an hour or something in the day, I don't know where he's at. I'm gonna be like, oh, he wants to go see that girl. No, this is where you see less Like, talk about I'll be that. like, what the fuck? Like, you hold on, where have... you at? Yeah, we so... need
1: to discuss like if there's gonna be a schedule for this. Yeah, it's I... gonna have you're gonna have to be like, all right, every Tuesday from three to four. There, right, there I'm getting shitted be. on. <laughs> 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 like, there has to be something because oh my God. I don't want that wait now you start over. yeah cause thinking. I
3: start overanalyzing right. it like wait a second and then that brings me yo that was somebody said this the other day cause how do you guys feel about this like if you if your girlfriend allows you to have a threesome with her would that open the door for you to do it like behind her back mm.
4: no, or
3: no. is that something that you're like damn my girl let me have a threesome like this is pretty cool like you know would you be like grateful that she let you do it or would you be like, oh fuck it, she let me fuck a girl. I could do it behind her back. Mm. Cause right. they were saying that like if you open the door to your partner having sex with another woman in front of you, like you don't love him. I don't think that's true. No. No, no I
1: don't no. think that's I true. I think that's
0: insecurities. Yeah. But I do think that it does open up Pandora's box to people's insecurities. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's like shit, they did it.
4: Mm-hmm. Now
0: they could do it again. Are they gonna do it again? Because there are people who Fulfill those kinks outside, but then they can't control it. True story, real life thing that
4: happened. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Um,
0: there was a couple, and uh, the guy actually wanted to try to be a swinger. She agreed to it. They go to a swingers party. This girl has sex with like I think like eight guys or something like well, that.
3: Damn. Oh, well, damn. Yeah.
0: Well, just eight. Oh. She uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> rookie, <laughs> not the rookie. <laughs>
0: She ends up falling in love with one of the guys that was Stop. in there. And then now her life is a swinger's life. She left him. They got divorced and everything. And so I think Damn, that's the fear homie. that a lot of people have is that like, yo, you go open up Pandora's box.
1: That bitch couldn't wait to be outside. (laughs) She could not wait. That's crazy. Damn.
3: That's a little scary to be honest.
2: I guess it is very insecure like oriented because it's like you're watching them like sometimes you watch or if you join you're like damn they doing it like he doesn't they don't do that with me (laughs) like what what is this since when you started doing this right and it's like and then you have a discussion about it and you're like it was you can't you can't say anything afterwards you can't be like it was in the heat of the moment or something so i feel like there needs to be like ground rules established yeah right like i wouldn't like i'm i'm over threesomes it's out the way like checklist done but
3: good for you
1: but if very mature (laughs) but
2: if my girlfriend wanted to do a threesome i we'd have to talk about it Mm -hmm. there have to be a discussion first i'd have to know if it's going to be with a guy or with a girl Mm -hmm. right obviously i'm a man so i'm more favored to one than another Mm -hmm. right but it it all depends on the discussion and how comfortable i feel like if it's a girl i feel like it'll be more for her as opposed to if it was a guy if that makes sense yeah you know how would you
3: feel if she told you like let's do it with a guy like would you be open to doing it (laughs) i
1: love how you just
3: laugh
1: (laughs) he should be laughing (laughs)
2: All right. So okay. Now I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking like what would be worse? Would it be would it would it be worse if it's a guy I don't know or a guy I do know?
3: No. Damn, that one, yeah. yeah. You see, just see that, a just a yeah. A, that just
2: adds adds layers to it. Cause if it's a guy I don't know, but she knows, then it's like, I mean, ultimately I'm doing it for her. Mm-hmm. Right. But
1: then it's like if she knows him, are you gonna be thinking like, oh, so she's been feeling him and mm-hmm. she couldn't wait no, for this opportunity? Because no, my not, head would go there.
2: I, I I'm not insecure okay. like that to think, I'm not saying that's like a bad thing. Like, oh no, I'm insecure.
1: So. I don't care. I'm <laughs> I that all the time i
2: do not care. Like I, I I'm confident to the point where like if that's the case, like if she says, hey, I want to have a threesome with a guy, and you've you've met him before and we've talked about it, I'd be like uh like i i talk with him like i'll actually be like hey you know she she told me this and that like what's going on what's happening <laughs> y'all <right?">
1: grabbing coffee
3: <laughs> prior yeah. to the three
2: so this is what we gonna That's do like, oh, yeah because <laughs> because like i said when it, when, like it comes, uh, <laughs> when it comes when it comes like i said when it comes to like emotional cheating i'm able to dissociate more right. but physical cheating i need i need to like, understand, like, there needs to be a discussion, like, what's happening right there. So I wouldn't be opposed to it if it's what she wants. Whatever the outcome comes after that is the bet I made. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I feel like in the, and that's a great point, because I feel like when you do present things like that, like kinks, you want to be a swinger, you want to open the relationship, you have to be ready for what comes with that. Mm -hmm. And I think you should really take your time Because once you open that Pandora's box, you don't know what's going to really come from that. And, like, that woman eight people and she left her husband. Like, she was just, like, she bought that life.
2: The odds were in her favor. Right.
1: (laughs) So it's like, you got to really be ready and okay with whatever the consequence is going to be. So I don't even, I just don't play those games. Like, we just not, we're going to keep it, me and you. We'll do what we need to do to make things right. Mm -hmm. Because I can't. But no judgment.
2: None at all. No Love kink. Love and light to all. Do what makes you happy. No kink shaming. Right. At all.
1: Not
0: at all. <laughs> I'm sorry because I always find these uh, conversations interesting. Um, because it could go in so many different ways. So, so I I just find this conversation no, yeah. interesting. Um, I do have a question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is off topic about relationships and stuff. Um, but if you could think of one moment in your life, um, one moment that led you to be who you are today, how successful you are today, what would that moment be? So yeah. you could take your time. You could take your yeah. time.
1: Is anyone to go first? This is a me question. Yeah, oh, I thought this you. was for all of us. Um, can we all share, though? Because I'm interested to know your guys' viewpoint. Um, for me, one moment. I don't think there is one moment. That's really hard to answer. I think <clears throat> I can't answer it one, with one moment because I think, When I look at success, it's like everything has to line up perfectly for you, I believe. Like, I think everybody's um, moment does come probably from, like, a hard place or having their back against their wall where they have no other options. Mm. And they have to kind of make a way. And they do. But for me, I don't have one moment because I just feel like I was honestly lucky and blessed to be, like, raised the way I was with the parents that I have, with the sister that I have. Like, my life could have probably turned out so much differently if I didn't have their guidance. So it's hard. I think I don't have one moment, but I think it all comes from them. Like the way I was raised um, and the schools that I went to and the friends that I made, the relationships I've been in that have taught me things. I just really feel like God put me on like an amazing path to be successful. So I just don't really have that one moment, honestly. Shit. Okay. Yeah.
3: Anybody (laughs) though? Oh, well, for me, it was the military. Um, I think I spoke about it the last time I came on the episode. Um, it was really just joining the military, like being a juvenile delinquent. Then I was a mother and then I joined the military. So I kind of like shaped my life around. And I think a lot of the discipline and like respect that I have towards people and to myself mm-hmm. comes from joining the military. So I give it all to you, U.S. Army. Nice.
2: Uh, and that was I guess I'll be the last one uh, so it's the same the military as well uh, it it provided like a form of like structure mm-hmm. and like the discipline uh, like you were saying oriented with it it gave me like a wider view of life and like, in, like interaction with people from different walks of life like basic training mm-hmm. AIT stuff like that it gave me like a broader perspective on mm-hmm. things so that was really what like kind of like changed. It was like the biggest impact. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: Good shit. Um, I'll share mine. Uh I won't go into detail though. But it's uh meeting my grandfather.
2: Hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh meeting him. He's not my biological grandfather, mm. but he raised me as if he was mine. And uh He's the guy who helped me not end up dead or in jail. Mm. So, yeah, nice. that's
4: nice.
0: definitely a shout-out to him. Mm-hmm. But uh, We are coming to a close of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to do this again, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was I feel like this, sure. this opened up a door to a <laughs> lot of uh, topics and questions I want to talk about.
1: For sure. Yeah. So, um, you guys are great. This was great. Your questions are awesome. You guys are doing a great job. And I had a lot of fun. So, thank you.
0: That's good. That's good. Of course. So for the people listening, uh, what platforms can they find you at and your show at?
1: Okay. So you can find me on Instagram that I deleted, but I'll get it back. Um, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube at the least favored. Um, everything is the least favored. My personal page is Oh Yeah Natalie, O-H-Y-E-A-H, and then Natalie. Um, and that's it. Every Monday we have new episodes.
0: See, we ain't even get to talk about the social media cleanse.
1: Oh, no. But see, that's another With time. Another, no, I'm going to keep doing that, yep. so we can talk about it at another time.
0: We'll, we'll talk for about sure. it. Is there any uh, closing remarks or anything you guys have?
1: No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, the, I guess the quote that I, I mentioned, um, a wise friend of mine, uh, she told me that anything pertaining to relationships, whether it be friends or family or just like... You know, significant other, you address it in twenty four or forget about it in forty eight. I try Damn. to live by Ooh. those words. Address try, it in twenty four, forget it yes.
3: in forty eight. Nah, I, like I try that. to live by
2: those words. And if you're watching this, shout out to you. Right. In shit. Shit. Okay. I'm gonna end it on that.
0: Mm.
2: Happy. Get 80- all my
1: shit off <laughs> <laughs> early.
0: <laughs> well, happy eighty twenty, happy levicity, happy hakuna matata. Fuck being average, and we'll speak to you all soon. Bye. You want to do the honors?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Do I have to say something?
0: No? Okay. Bam! (laughs) (laughs)